Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Network, which is Wimsa's podcast. Today I get to have a great conversation with my friend, Oliver Gensenso. This is now in a series of what Wimsa is currently doing during the celebration of Women's Month with our digital diaries that we've been holding now for the past Thursdays and we'll be doing so until the end of August. This week's theme, Inspire, which I think is perfect for the conversation that we will be having today with Ole as this inspirational young woman in mining who I love and I am totally inspired by. And I'm hoping that we also get to inspire you as she talks about her experiences and how she got to where she is today. Ole, welcome to Network. Hello, everybody. So happy to be here. Hi, Lindy. Hi, Ole. <laughs> it's nothing like being with you in a session. And I think we've done this on more than one occasion. And that's true. everybody. <laughs> that every, time, true. every time we come together, we just create magic. Yeah, that's right. So I know that you and me were meant to have a, a session with your mom as well, you know, so I'm going to probably get you to tell me a little bit about her as well, because she's also just as inspirational as you are. And it was also quite interesting for me, but not too surprising that your mom is a celebrated veteran in the mining industry. And she's been in this industry for over 30 years and currently running her own business in the mining industry. So as they say, the apple fall ni fair van die boom af ni. How does it feel to have those shoes, you know, to sort of fill or to follow after? You know, I think that the generational gap creates a huge disconnect in terms of how we see our parents' legacies and how they actually are. Like you said, right. my mom's a celebrated veteran in the mining industry, but she never speaks about herself like that. She's just a hardworking woman who services the mines. Right. That's how she refers to herself. More than anything, I think her work ethic speaks for her. I mean, she's worked all the way up and down the platinum belt in Rustenburg. And for her, you know, it's just another day at work. But yeah. the impact that she's made in the sector through her initiatives in healthcare and mental health and wellness and employee wellness to be specific. I mean, she was right there at the inception of the employee assistance programs as they used to be known back then. So even mm. then she was a pioneer Yeah, because they were able to recognize that mining is a difficult industry and people need support. When they don't mm. have support, this industry does in fact impact their mental health quite negatively. Right. Right. You know, for her, it's just another day at work, which is so inspiring right. for someone who's walked this journey that we are always trying to walk with such elegance and such stature. And she does it so humbly, you know, mm. she literally just slides into those doors. It doesn't matter which mine you go to. Everybody knows her name. She doesn't yeah. have to ask twice for anything, you know. And I was like, how did you get there? And she's like, right. well, um, you knock often enough, someone will open the door. Right. And what basically do you think she inspired you to get into mining? I mean, you started off by studying an LLB. And when did the switch happen? When did the change come about? If I'm being honest, my mom didn't inspire me to get into mining at all. You know, right. um, she calls me her therapist because when she used to come back from the mines, she would be heavily strained, you know, and she'd need to debrief and tell me, you know, today we were debriefing because there was a fall of ground and someone lost mm -hmm. their life. 
So the side of mining that I got from my mom was very gory. But what I didn't sure. know is that for her, I mean, it was a passion. And for her, helping the people on the mine was something that she felt was a privilege. You know, the humility is, I mean, it's, it's unparalleled. Mm. She was so quiet about it. And I mean, I studied law because of my dad. So okay. lo and behold, <laughs> the switch <laughs> happened when I actually got married. And my husband was the one who actually got me into mining because at the time I just had a baby and I'd just been kicked out of law quite viciously by my dad. And he said to me, you right. can't sit at home and be lazy. Go find something to do. And I said, where? He's like, we live on a mine. At the time we were living at a Mandebelt. And he said, we live on a mine. Go see what you can do. And obviously I looked at him with eyes wide open like this man is crazy. What on earth right. am I going to do? That? <laughs> but I think therein began a journey of incredible discovery, a journey of self-discovery, a journey of growth, of introspection, Mm. of scholarship more than anything. And therein began my understanding of what it means to actually have a passion. Wow. So now you found your passion. Oh yeah, I'm never leaving. Right. (laughs) Well, your story almost sounds a little bit like mine because I fell into mining because of my husband too, <laughs> you know, and that that's where it grew from. So, you know, just taking it a bit further, when I was talking to you the other day, you were saying to me, oh no, my mom doesn't see me the way everybody else sees me, <laughs> you know? So, you know, it would be interesting, you know, what? why do you think your mom doesn't see you as this, I'll try and quote all the words I got from my Google search, you know, leader of tomorrow, winner from mining in Dava 2019, voice of young women, an apologetically confident force of a woman <laughs> shaking things up. And what do you think, you know, your mom sees differently about that, you know, with you? Does she see it the same way? How are those conversations usually? Well, first and foremost, I scare my mother to death. Because she's constantly worried that I won't be taken seriously. You know, Mm -hmm. this was not my industry of first instance. And for her, being a novice is is terrifying. Mm. And when she sees me do these things and the higher I reach, she says, aren't you exposing yourself to critters who may come after you and say, but who do you think you are in this sector? Mm -hmm. Like I said, she she fears for me greatly. But I've seen her you know i've seen her sneaking into my webinars you know you know <laughs> just to see <laughs> you know she follows all my appearances yeah. where she can she attends my conferences she was in botswana with me actually um mm. when we were at the africa mining summit she was the one that actually drove me yeah. i think she hasn't had the opportunity yet to see me as i'm described because right. she's of what it could actually mean but I think if it's given because of that generational gap do you think it's because of that I mean we our parents approached their work life very differently from how we approach our careers or our yeah. uh, pursuits you know in business etc yeah yeah I mean my mom always emphasizes that but you didn't study mining and I'm like but I I have an MSc now now and she says says, no but you know what if someone thinks that you're just here for for show or that you slept your way to the top and I'm like well you might very well be part of the problem mom because I'm a fish in water right now you know Mm. and I've been able to grow as fast as I have because I find myself in a space that allows me to be exactly who I am I came into the space as an entrepreneur I didn't come into the space as a professional 
Right. I almost unilaterally rejected my legal background. And I said, look, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm starting businesses. That's what I'm doing. You know, Mm. and the expertise Mm. was built on that entrepreneurial experience. So for me, I I have no fears like she has fears. But, you know, as a parent, fears are very valid. And I think it's what prevents a lot of people from venturing out of their sectors. The fact that those that came before us want us to be professions in every single sector we try to tackle. And some sectors genuinely don't need professionals. They need entrepreneurs to rally professionals so that change can happen. And I think that that's my role in the sector. You know, to mm-hmm. be that entrepreneur that rallies the professionals and says, guys, you know everything. Let's plug mm. you in, you know? I mean, what, what do you think, you know, so far? I mean, like now, what are you doing now, you know, as Ulebucheng and riding into this and saying, rally these professionals. This is what you need to do, you know, to get us forward. What is Simbam Godi doing? I know that you're, you're doing Simbam Godi, but maybe if you can tell some of our listeners what exactly you are doing? What is it that you are changing right now? So the Simbam Gordi Mining Incubation Fund is an incubation fund that supports emerging and junior miners as well as service providers for mining companies. But over the last uh, nine months or so, we've actually been in a very intense process where we are Mm. trying to sort of consolidate our efforts in the sector and become more streamlined. I can't say right. much right now, but I yes. might very well be changing call signs in a few days. Um, wow. But, you know, what I'm up to at SMF has really taught me humility. And right. I've learned from my clients that, you know, sometimes you have to be in the trenches with the entrepreneurs to really understand their struggles. And right. you can't try to advocate if, you, if you've never had those problems. I have a client who won a 20 million rand tender from Anglo-American. And mm-hmm. she didn't have airtime to send the contract back. And she didn't have data yeah. to send the contract back. She had no resources yeah. whatsoever to simply issue that communication. And it That's shows right. you mm. the dire circumstance that entrepreneurs find themselves in. And if you've mm. never seen it from that vantage point, I don't think you have any understanding. You wouldn't understand it, yeah. Of how entrepreneurs are actually struggling in this sector. So I'm very grateful for my experiences at SMF. SMF will be part of my journey, but it's going to be a much bigger journey because, you know, I think every three years in this sector, I evolve exponentially and I'm looking forward to this next chapter. That's amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to it too. You know, we're in this, you know, for the support. And I think that's what's been amazing about this friendship that when you start realizing what the potential of someone else is, and I suppose that's why that legacy is also so important, where your mom has sort of paved the way and so many other women who have been in this industry for many many years like her have paved the way and now we get to carry that baton from this point to a different point where someone else will be able to pick that up and take it forward I mean what do you think is our responsibility as women to do that you know how how do we make those inroads for young women coming after you. You know what? Uh, we always say this, you and I, we need to leave the ladder, but we don't just need to leave the ladder. We need to go down the ladder and right. literally take people up it because it. it's one thing to stand at these conferences and say, work hard, pray hard, you know, <laughs> 4 a.m. squad. There yeah. is nothing like running a business in mining. It's the hardest thing you will ever do in your life. I'm telling you now, if you want to walk the journey with me with pleasure, but understand I'm going to have to hold your hand the whole Mm. entire way because 
a lot of very skilled entrepreneurs have been broken by faulty procurement and bad supply chain practices and insane cash preservation strategies that these companies use to keep themselves rich and to keep us begging them for the crumbs that they owe us. So I think that our responsibility as mining entrepreneurs who are in a position where we can leverage some power You can say, I think we should absolutely unleash yeah. that kind of thing. You yeah. know, I mean, my mentor says to me, use my name. And right. I don't know how many times I've used it, but I use it, I abuse it. And when you find yourself in that position, I think let the, let the kids use your name. Your you know, name. networks are so key those networks are so pivotal True. we need to be able to have networks around one another we all right. know each other in the industry let's leverage one another's skills let's help each other instead of giving me an invoice give me a hand say look right i've got this deal let's go together on it Let's collaborate. Let's find ways to work together. You know, let's find ways to work together. Let's find ways to be a better group of professionals in this industry, a better group of entrepreneurs, a better Mm. group of sisters. Right. We yeah. need that that sisterhood. That's that's true. Yeah. And I think Wimsa is finding a way to really create a platform that we can start opening up these avenues and also have these conversations where we can say we need the sisterhood you know we need the support i think one question though that i wanted to ask you 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 have two girls they're still you know uh quite young but very smart girls would you want them to be in the mining industry would you uh, encourage them <laughs> to go into the mining industry? Uh, my daughter's already a mine planner. Um, we wow. sit together and she's constantly giving me ideas about the projects that I'm doing and the project development that I'm getting into. And it's so exciting to listen to her literally regurgitate what she hears me say on phone calls. Right. And she, she says things to me like, mom, how do we optimize the mine design? And I'm like, my angel. Okay, oh. there we go. <laughs> Oh, bless you. And, you know, she's got the mind of a scientist. Right. And it's right. so wonderful to watch her observe me. I mean, during this lockdown has been actually quite an experience because, you know, they listen to us on these phone calls and they listen right. to how we interact. And That's she true. says to me, Mommy, I didn't know you were so smart. You use such mm. big words. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Do I go to my kids and pretend I'm something else? <laughs> but I'm I'm so inspired that they they hear what I'm up to and they're inspired too and they want to use the big words because I yeah. believe that young women in this in this sector are are a changing force. Look mm. at you and I, look at the likes of Tabile, you know, yes. we are a changing force. We are we're those that just flick the switch. You know, mm. and unfortunately, it'll always be one per generation. I don't want it to be one per generation. You know, right. the mining right. industry is churning out these powerful young women on a regular basis. Basis, that's because it. Mining is so tough that when we mm. get to every other industry, we just sail through. We we even ask them, guys, what are you worried about? You don't have problems. You know, rocks can't fall on people's heads and kill yes. them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would absolutely want my kids to be in the sector. I would want my kids to run those heavily mechanized and automated mines. Yeah. For me, that's my dream. That's my dream. That's beautiful. What advice would you give to your 10-year-old self? 
that you would obviously give to your daughters now? When things feel good, do them, mm-hmm. especially productive things. I say this because 10-year-old me was a little nerd who wore oversized glasses and who used to love to study. But 10-year-old me shied away from her creative brain. Right. The side of my brain that I use more now is the creative side of my brain. And that's that's the side that belongs to mining. Mm -hmm. I am only creative in mining because of my passion for mining. And if a little me knew that when you're happy, you're actually mm. productive. I think my, my life would have turned out not much different because I'd probably still be in mining, yeah. but I'd be a lot further along. You know, I wouldn't wow. have had the five-year lag. I, I, I also think that 10-year-old me needs to take it a little easier on herself mm. and believe in herself a little bit more. You know what I found right. in this industry is a complete dampener is self-doubt. We have brilliant mm. women in the sector who are so accomplished and so right. amazing. But because they are manacled by self-doubt, they never reach for those board positions. They never reach for those executive posts. They never say things like, you know what? I actually want to own a mine. Yeah. You need to be audacious. You need to right. walk into a room and say, I'm all about that. You know? I agree. <laughs> Funny thing is that I would probably tell 10-year-old me, don't change, because I was so totally the opposite (laughs) of what I see myself as right now. You know, she was brave. You Uh know, that 10-year-old Lindy was really brave. So I'd wish, you know, I'd go back and say, don't change. All right. I love that. (laughs) What's up? We're taking it way back. (laughs) So I think with our parting shots, you know, what do you think should be our focus going forward? I think we probably even touched on this, you know, but just as a parting shot, what should be our focus going forward so that we can continue to drive transformation in this sector as women? What we need to do? I think we need to elevate the levels of our conversation. We speak way too much to each other. I think it's time we start drafting policy and speaking directly to government. It's no longer about writing letters to the minister. It's now about taking the fight to parliament and saying, look, equal pay is now due. Right. This is our schedule of deliverables. This is our rollout plan. Uh, Women will have equal pay in the mineral sector. This is how we will create jobs in the mineral sector. This is how we will do away with the skills gaps in the mineral sector. This is how we will Mm -hmm. empower women to actually be able to take their position Mm -hmm. as a driving force of this industry. We need to take our conversations out of the tea room and we need to take them to Parliament. And I suppose that's why, you know, um, with what the white paper that the Minerals Council, you know, now drafted is like, this is a step in the right direction. This is the way the conversation should be going now, you know, tackling it from the head, from the CEO's, you know, desks, all the way down, let it trickle and get to government as well to say we need to push those policies. That is very true. That is very true. I do agree. But Mm. for me, you know, I think I don't want to watch the Minerals Council go through the process. I've done it before. Um, I'm at that point in my life where I feel I'm going to walk up the steps of parliament and tell them, look, you need to listen to me now. The reason why you need to listen to me is because I'm probably going to change this industry and Mm -hmm. I want to change it for the better. And some of these things are archaic. 
they need to be done away with. And this is the direction in which you need to go. I can't watch the Minerals Council do stuff and then send us letters and ask us for comments because I, I don't think those stuff, those things end anyway, you know? Mm. I think for me now, it's, it's on our shoulders, on our individual shoulders to say, mm. how can we push the agenda as hard as we can from where we find ourselves so mm. that by the mm. time we're on the other side, we've changed something. Something has shaken right. us. I guess we need to tackle it from all angles, my friend. And I'm with you. I'll take the steps with you to the parliament steps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Women's Day, you know, we, we don't have to let and the women. We love Cape Town. We love Cape Town together. So I think let's walk hand in hand and pull all resources possible to bring about mm. this change, you know, Absolutely. let's not wait. Yeah, let us do what we can. Well, this is why this session is called Inspire, because a lot of the times I feel very inspired when I speak to you and you pull out a lot of fire <laughs> out of me as well. So thank you very much for being a sister in mining, you know, and constantly encouraging me as well. I really appreciate that about you. Oh. I appreciate you, Lindy, and I receive with both hands. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for joining our podcast this week. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to another episode from the Solid Gold Podcast Studios.